bringing you news and updates from the Alliance of American Football, your source for everything Memphis, with your hosts, Dan and Michelle. This is Memphis AAF. Hey everyone, welcome to the Memphis AAF pod. I am Michelle, the one that doesn't know that much about football, and luckily we are joined with Dan, the co-host here who knows more about football than I do. Absolutely. So, what are we talking about today? So we're going to start off with some news and the latest that's coming out from the AAF. But first, I want to remind you that if you're not already, do subscribe to the show so that way you don't miss an episode. Just go to memphisaaf.com slash subscribe and you can find links to every place we're listed. Dan's also working it on the social media side. So if you want to go to the website, you'll see links to the Twitter, Instagram and Facebook accounts as well. Yep. So have you heard about the apparel situation with the league? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I don't know a lot about this. I don't follow this nearly as closely as you do. So no, I am no, not. no. I'm not. I'm not laughing at your ignorance. I'm just laughing at your reaction. <laughs> so I'm not sure how to take that, but anyway, tell me, tell me. Do you remember Starter? Um, the apparel company. Uh, there's a star in the logo. <gasps> Are those two things related? I just got that, <laughs> and it's been out for how many years? Thirty ish years. I don't, I don't know when it started. <laughs> you <laughs> never. That's kind of how they got their logo. Starter. Got it. All right. Yeah. I remember them from the 90s. Yeah. They were real big in the 90s because they were like the apparel provider for the NFL for like all the on-field like jackets, like all the coaches and everybody wore. Were they kind of like windbreaker jackets? I feel like that was like a whole thing was like a starter jacket. It was definitely. Yeah, I think so. Because that was what I had. I mean, it wasn't like a windbreaker, but it was like that same material because I had like a big puffy 49er jacket (laughs) when I was a kid. I would love to see you as a little kid in a big puffy niner coat. I'm sure if you ask my mom, she can probably scrounge up some pictures. I'm going to ask. Okay. But yeah, so this is kind of, you know, obviously it's good news for Starter because like I I didn't even realize they're still in business. Yeah. I seriously thought they had died out at some point between childhood and now. Right. Yeah. But they're real big in the 90s, like we said. And and it's hard for a company to compete with the likes of Nike, Adidas. Under Armour. Yeah. Under Armour is like really growing the past, you know, five or so years. Five plus, but Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting old, so like time doesn't matter anymore. Like it's completely irrelevant. <laughs> no, no, we're not old. We can't say that yet. It's like when you think of the 70s, you know, I think 30 years ago, but it's like 50 years ago now. No, 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 no. My brain hurts. Stop it. Okay, back anyway, to Starter. Anyway, Starter is a young upstart company <laughs> <laughs> in the 70s, but it's hard for you know to compete with them. So this is a great opportunity for like Starter to get back into it. And um, yeah, they're joining a startup essentially. but yeah that's really awesome that they're really getting in on the ground floor of the alliance because before or maybe not before but instead of one of the big brands that you you called out and like you said there's like no competition in the nfl and other major sports because it's been taken over by the big companies so that's exciting for starter and i'm excited to see what kind of merch is coming out yeah they do have some out already but they're just aaf ones just for the league nothing for the teams obviously obviously so if you do want to get your uh, jacket or shirt or whatever they got going on. That just says AAF and it's probably a little boring. Well, I mean, they're blue and they have the logo. I mean, the, the Alliance logo is pretty cool looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like walking around with a t-shirt that says NFL. Like yeah, it doesn't show. Cool, but it's not. It doesn't show any like local pride or anything. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I guess it could possibly start a conversation or at the very least a Google search. Like if I see <laughs> someone with an Alliance shirt, I'd be like, what's Alliance? Yeah. But I'm going to save my money for the Memphis gear whenever it comes out. As long as it's not lame. Yeah. I guess we'll just wait and see. I'll probably buy it anyway. 
Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> but obviously, they have somebody that knows how to design because, like, their logo looks cool. So I'm hoping, unless it's going to be like fan submitted stuff, then you're going to. That would have, be even cooler. Yeah, get some like local artists to do it. Ooh, I like that. All right. Charlie Ebersol, if you're listening, which you obviously you are. <laughs> obviously. Take note. Get some local talent to design these team logos. That'd be really cool. And I, yeah. And as we get into the player contracts, you'll see that there is going to be a lot of fan interaction. Ooh. Yeah. Exciting. Okay. Next is a big name coming to the AAF. Is it actually big? I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat here, but I feel like I could also be let down by this name that you're about to say. Oh, have you ever heard of Trent Richardson? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Am I supposed to have heard of Trent Richardson? Probably not, because I didn't know much about him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you can take the condescending smirk off of your face. I at least have heard his name. Okay, okay, fine. (laughs) So a little bit about his background. He was like a breakout star at Alabama, where he played college. Where? What? Alabama? When? Never heard of it. Never? Never. Yeah, well. They're 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 well known in college. I mean, they're you know they're a pretty decent team. We obviously live in Memphis, so I'm being very <laughs> facetious and saying I don't know who Alabama. I'm not familiar with that program. Okay, so a fun little tangent. Lane Kiffin coached for Tennessee. Okay, yeah. Some shit went down. He was blackballed from the team. Got fired. Like it was a whole drama. Went away for a couple of years. Came back as I think the offensive coordinator for Alabama. Oh, so there's some drama there. Ooh, exciting. And what's really okay. So so obviously he's highly despised in Memphis (laughs) and the team totally pranked the fans because they fake released his phone number Uh and it was really just like a Google number and it just went straight to voicemail where they had somebody who sounded like Lynn Kiffin have like his outgoing message Uh and then they just like release like all the voicemails that. (gasps) <gasps> like like fans called this number, left like these horrible voicemails, and then they just kind of like trolled. Damn. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. Anyway, back to the story. Which is? Trent Richardson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In case you forgot I, already. I clearly did. <laughs> so he was great in college. He was drafted third overall in by... the 2013 uh, draft by the Browns. Ah, okay. Obviously, the Browns are going to have one of the highest picks every year. Yeah, every year. Poor, <laughs> and sometimes, some years they get two. Poor Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm expecting good things out of him this year. But he was drafted third overall, which is really high for running back, which is obviously what Trent is. Right, because you usually draft quarterbacks. Well, yeah, and like running backs, since especially in the passing league, like the running back is an undervalued position, mm-hmm. which is starting to change, obviously. Uh, because of Todd Gurley's massive contract for running back. But he was the highest drafted running back since Reggie Bush was drafted in 2004, I believe. Whoa. So something like almost 10 years that he was the highest. So obviously there was a lot of hype around him, a lot of expectations. And his first, he actually had a really good first year. Like a thousand yards in a season is kind of like what a running back, like that's what like the elites do. Okay. Or like, it's that's like the milestone. All right. Like his rookie season, he had 959 yards. Oh, wow. So it was something. Yeah. Especially for a rookie. And from there, it just dropped off. Like his second year, I think he played two games. Okay. Wow. And then the next year, he was traded to the Colts. Yeah. Where he had two unspectacular years before he was finally cut. And then he played for a couple Canadian teams. How old is he now? He's 28. And I, correction, he was drafted in the 2012 draft. So my apologies there. He's 28. Yeah. 
he's reaching like the end of like a running back's career, like 28, 29 is kind of like where they hit their peak. 30 is usually like that's when they drop off. Right. Which is why I'm wondering. Oh, I'm, I'm just curious to know like how long of a contract he'll be signed for. But we'll get to the contracts later. OK, he's got probably a couple years left in him. What I like about this. So he's come out and said that he's going to sign with Birmingham. Oh, OK. Which is great for the, you know, the team. A lot of local pride because, you know, since he played at Alabama. Right. Yeah. They're familiar with him. It's like if the Memphis Alliance signed Riley Ferguson. Right. Oh, that would be so exciting. Yeah. One, like it's something for the Birmingham Alliance to kind of get excited about. Yeah. And it's a name that is known in the NFL. He's got NFL experience that has committed to playing in the Alliance of American Football. So it kind of not validates because it's not like the Alliance really needs validation, but it does show that there's good talent out there that's going to yeah. sign and play with Alliance. Yeah. I mean, I think it boosts the prestige a little bit and just kind of gives a little bit of legitimacy. So it'd be fun to see how that kind of works out. Yeah. So the next thing I want to talk about is some Canadian football players are actually leaning towards playing for the AAF over the CFL. CFL being? The Canadian Football League. I should know that how? Because you should. <laughs> okay. I don't know. So wait, so they're wanting to play to come here and play for the Alliance as opposed to the league that's already in Canada. So it's kind of funny. So do you, do you know Johnny Manziel? I, ugh, ugh, yeah. Johnny Football. No, gross. Take it away. That's not his <laughs> nickname anymore. He doesn't deserve it. I, I, okay. He's just a gross person. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so after his meltdown, debacle, whatever Decline, you want to call his... Crash and burn. Yeah. Whatever you want to call his experience in the NFL. <laughs> experience. That's a good one. Okay. Sorry. It was. I mean, it was an experience and not necessarily a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But an experience nonetheless. His journey. There you go. His journey. <laughs> He finally landed in the CFL. No way. He signed with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, uh, if you care or know or anything. but Tiger Cats? Now you know. That's a cute name. <laughs> I would have played for the Tiger Cats. <laughs> so he was like the second or third string. Like he wasn't a starter. And the team traded him to the Montreal Alouettes because the coach had like two other quarterbacks that he's going to bring on that he wanted to try out. And didn't need Manziel? Correct. Gotcha. So now Manziel is going to be starting for the Alouettes. And the coach is struggling because the two CFL quarterbacks he thought he was getting have decided to try their luck in the AAF. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Good for Manziel, but... Oh, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> That's a quote from The Office. If yeah. you're unfamiliar, Dan's not that big of an idiot. So a couple things. I think... I wonder if it's like player safety, because I don't know like enough about the CFL. I need to like actually look into it, Yeah, because it looks like fun. But I wonder if player safety, because as we talked about in the last episode, player safety is how many times can I say player safety? Player safety. So I'm wondering if like because of player safety, if that's one of the reasons they want to play for the AAF. Gotcha. Another reason is up until recently, the CFL did not have an NFL opt out clause in the contracts, meaning you couldn't get out of your contract if you got picked up by an NFL team. So if you signed a three-year contract, like you're stuck in that contract. Gotcha. So you couldn't leave to go play for the NFL. Correct. But the Alliance has that in their contracts? And that is one thing. We're going to get to the contracts later, as I keep saying. But yes, there is an opt-out clause. So if a player can leave the AAF to go play for the NFL. And now the CFL is doing the same thing. So you can opt out to go play for the NFL? Yeah. If drafted or chosen or signed? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So I wonder if those two players decided to try their luck in the AAF because they'll have a better chance to go to the NFL. I see. 
polish your plan in the States, meaning scouts from NFL teams have a better chance to actually come watch you play. Right, right. More exposure to a whole new market. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's kind of funny seeing that happening at CFL. Yeah. So now on to what I really want to talk about this week. Clearly, because we've already mentioned it like five times. Well, we're getting to that later. Contracts are coming up. Still not contracts? What are we talking about now? Possible names. Oh, 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 oh. This is still exciting. Yeah. So I've got a list of seven names that have been floating around the Facebook group for the Alliance Memphis. Okay. So if you're not part of that group, join so you can kind of join in the conversation. Correction, eight names, because I forgot one that was kind of popular for a bit. All right. Hit me with the eight names. Let's do this. So number one, hound dogs. Uh, ew, I don't like it. You mean nothing in- but a hound dog. It's Elvis. It's cheesy. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't be talking such serious shit. Like, I bet it's like really popular on Facebook and like maybe someone really cool came up with it, but I just think it's corny. Yeah. And I'm sure Memphis, Elvis. So tired. Yeah. It was going to be the name of a potential expansion league. So that's kind of why people are bringing it up. Okay. Expansion like, league. Yeah. I think like the UFL or maybe like whenever, um, like in the nineties, whenever like the Panthers and the Texans were created, I think Memphis might've been an option. I don't know exactly. I'm not, I don't really care. Obviously it didn't happen, but that's the name that's been floating around. Okay. Some have shortened it down to hounds, the Memphis hounds. See that, that evokes more imagery of like, a badass or like rough and like cool. The hounds. I just think of Fox and the Hound. <gasps> I'm a hound dog. Okay. <laughs> What's the next one? Uh, the showboats. Ugh. Uh, uh, the Memphis showboats. It's coming to me in waves. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> let, let it let it simmer. Let it marinate a little bit. Okay, done. Uh, showboats is gross. Not great. Uh, okay, how many cities on a river, which is a lot of them, have those stupid showboats? Like, it's not unique to Memphis, and being a showboat is not a cool thing. You don't want to be, I mean, like, I think it's like an egotistical pride thing, but mm-hmm. it, it's not a positive quality. Like, you don't look at somebody like, oh, he's a showboat. Like, that's cool. Well, in the NFL, like, there is showboating, like, whenever you're kind of bragging. So, I guess there's some kind of correlation to. Yeah, but usually it's douchey. Yeah, yeah. Next, the Rockers. Because of Memphis's rock history. Okay, this is just going to be a whole segment of me talking shit about these names because <laughs> I think that one's dumb too. I just picture uh, being at Cracker Barrel, sitting in a rocking chair, playing checkers while I wait for my table. Now, yeah, that's not a great imagery, Th- right? So fair, yeah. But if you have, like, if you focus on the logo and the colors, I think like it really could bring it out. The Memphis Rockers. I, I maybe in some context, like if I'm like talking to someone about the Memphis Rockers. No, still, I just still just picture okay. rocking chairs. Okay. Well, we got another music option coming up, but Uh-oh. first, the Pharaohs. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yes, because if you're not aware, Memphis is named after a city in Egypt, also called Memphis. Memphis, Egypt. If you've played Assassin's Creed Origins, you'll know about Memphis, Egypt. No, we're not talking about video games in this podcast here. Uh, Memphis also has downtown, if you've been to the city, there is a pyramid. It used to be an arena for our basketball team. They've gotten a new one, but it's a prominent part of our skyline. And yeah. I think it's pretty cool. It, yeah. Whenever you think like the Memphis skyline, the, the pyramid is there. Yeah. That and the bridge. Yeah. And plus there's so many things you can do because the color scheme, there really is no like set thing for pharaohs. It can be any color scheme you want. Yeah. And like the imagery you can create from that could be fun. And I think there could be a lot of fun shit with let my people go or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Since you are in the Bible Belt. Walk like an Egyptian. Oh, 
You don't like it. No. There was one person who suggested in the Facebook group, the Anubis is one of the Egyptian gods. No, I know. It's got the head of a dog. dog. Yeah. Yeah. So it could play into the hounds. But Anubis is like the Memphis Anubis. Oh, that actually kind of goes. Yeah. Say that out loud. Memphis Anubis. Memphis Anubis. It's fun to say. But since Anubis is a single name and team names are typically plural, would it be like the Anubises or the Anubai? Memphis Anubai. Kind of makes you sound think of Dubai. I think maybe it sounds cool to us because we're familiar with what a, an Anubis is. It might be like yeah. really weird if you weren't familiar. Yeah. Educate some people though. I guess, but also when you think of like the San Francisco 49ers, like, do you know what a 49er is? I didn't used to. Right. I do now. <laughs> but another problem we could come into with Anubis is because we are in the Bible Belt, how many people might mm. have a problem with that, you know, religious figure? That is true. That is something to think about. What do you guys think? What like what what do you think about the name Anubis? Hit okay, us up. Let us know. So the next one. Yep. The music one. The blues. The Memphis Blues. <gasps> okay. We were talking when we were talking about starting a podcast, you told me about this name mm-hmm. and you were like, wait, 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 we'll talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> I- Here we are. <laughs> I like this name. Dan and I also used to live in St. Louis, and there's the St. Louis Blues, which is a hockey team. But there's a lot of things that overlap. Like, how many Tigers teams can you name? There's like eight college teams that are called the Tigers. Right. How many Vikings teams can you? I mean, there's just like Cardinals. There's so many. So I don't think it's a big deal for there to be the Memphis Blues. Plus, I think there's more of a tie in Memphis to the Blues than there is to rock music. Yes. So I think I like the Memphis Blues a lot better than anything else you've hit me with. And there was somebody who created like uh, like some concept art yeah. of like what the jerseys would look like. And they are pretty cool because like what he did was he used like musical notes yeah. in like the na- the word Memphis. So like the M's like came down and like a whole no- whatever it's called. I don't know. I'm not musically gifted, but this will be in the show notes if you want to check it out. And then the one that kind of I like the sound of it. Mm-hmm. We talked about it before, mm-hmm. but the Memphis Kings. Okay, but Memphis had a failing, well, I don't know if they're failing, but I feel like they weren't very good, like a minor hockey team called the River Kings. And that's what that evokes, is a failing minor league hockey team. Yeah, but like the idea is that it's the Kings of Memphis, Elvis, the King of Rock, and then like um, Martin Luther King Jr. Oh. So it kind of plays on the history of Memphis. Okay. And then you also have Jerry the King Lawler, who is a... (laughs) prominent memphis figure he is i i'm rolling my eyes you can't see it i am rolling my eyes but he is a prominent figure in memphis sports history yeah okay i like the depth that that one offers between music martin luther king jr other sports figures Mm -hmm. i really like i like like i said the depth of that yeah and like there's a lot that you can do with it yeah 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 a lot of imagery that i feel like maybe isn't as tired as music yeah. imagery could be. Yeah. While it may look cool, it's been done before. Yeah. And the last one, somebody made like really cool uh, artwork for it. Yeah. The Memphis Thrill. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. My problem is it sounds like too much of like an amateur, like arena football team. You the think? Thrill. Yeah. Or like a roller derby team. So I'm like, I don't know. It just, it, it strikes me as like amateur. Oh, I That's don't That's like my, that. my, uh, my impression mm. the mummies <laughs> okay dan's scrolling through the imagery the memphis mummies that's pretty cool yeah the artwork is a little cartoonish that the person submitted but like 
There's a lot you could do with the mummies. The mummies would be awesome. Yeah. Like we could cut, walk out into the field like mummies. <laughs> Ruckus. Ruckus is definitely a uh, a rugby team name. Oh, yeah. That's what that is. So I'm showing Michelle the concept art for the Memphis Thrill. And it's corny. Yeah, it's fi- like kind of fire and orange and black and white. Okay, so out of the images you showed me, I like the mummies because I like the name. And there's, I feel like a lot you could do with that. I don't know why someone went with mummies, but definitely different. Because of Egypt. Oh, okay. Okay, I got it. So I like mummies and kings. Those are my top two faves. And then this is the image for the blues. Okay. It's like, you can see the image in the show notes, but it's like different shades of blue and then white. I, I see, but is that it not- goes together? I think, but like my problem would be, it's too close to the Memphis Tigers. I was just about to say the same thing. The Memphis Tigers is the college team we have here from the University of Memphis. Their colors are blue and white and black. Silver. Like- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would want something like unique. Yeah, definitely something new. And the Grizzlies are also blue, but it's a different shade of blue. But yeah, but still blue. Still blue. So I'll put some images in the show notes. As I <laughs> Someone did the bandits and the mascot is a raccoon. That's yes. just really cute. <laughs> Maybe a little too cutesy for the for football. Yeah, probably so. Okay. But but there's someone called the Tiger Cats. So come on. That's true. But they are Canadian, so they probably are really kind. Yeah, they are. <laughs> it's fitting. So out of the list that you gave me, I think my favorite, like my top two names are the Kings because of you know, the, the options history. and what it represents, the different things it represents and the mummies <laughs> just because like the imagery is really cool. How would other professional mummy teams do, you know, like it is very unique, very unique. Yeah. So let us know what your favorites are. Make sure you check out the show notes. You'll see this concept art we're talking about. Yeah. And you can find the show notes at Memphis dot com slash two. Numero dos. Yes. Let us know what your favorites are. And if you have any other suggestions or cool ideas, make Please sure to hit us up. Please let us know. Yes. Because I'm assuming the league will rely on the fans to come up with the team names. Here's hoping. I would if I was them. Yeah. You don't have to do the work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it's a fan interaction to build hype, excitement. Like, just do it. Yeah. So moving on. Let's talk about the contracts. Finally. Finally. Every player... That is signed. We'll get a three-year contract for a total of $250,000. Okay. Nowhere near what the NFL offers, but it's still, I mean, it's, it's money. Yeah. And it's like good. we talked about in the last episode, it makes sense why it's not as much money. Yeah. And that's the minimum. There are opportunities for it to go up. So we'll talk about that in a bit. But for the three years, first year is 70000 80000 and the last year is 100000 Okay, so you work up to it. Yeah, and it's just like in the NFL. And who needs, that's the problem I have with the NFL. That's the problem I have with a lot of professional sports is who needs that much money? Yeah, but that's the money that the teams are generating. And if the players don't get it, then the owners get it. And I'd rather have the, own, the players get it. Wait, I'm confused. What? <laughs> so the money comes from like ticket sales, merch sales. And the teams own all that sure. pro- property. Yeah. And so, like, the teams get that money. Yeah. The NFL obviously makes money at places, but, like, the owners of these teams, that's how they're making their money. And if they're not playing, the and the owners pay the players. Okay. So, if their owners are not giving the players these millions of dollars, the owners are keeping the millions of dollars. Oh. 
And that's why I really hate whenever people talk shit about these players that do holdout, like they want more money. It's like, hell yeah. The owners are getting rich off this. Like they're making billions. Yeah. These players have short careers and they're putting their bodies on the line, like fucking pay them. And especially because salaries are much bigger in the NBA. NBA players have longer careers and there's less toll on your body than NFL players. I had no idea the passion I was unleashing when I went down this path. (laughs) Anyway, pay the players. Like we mentioned before, there is an opt-out clause in these contracts. So if a player does get a formal contract offer from an NFL team, they can leave the alliance and go play for the NFL. Okay, but is it like a rookie contract in the NFL where you're stuck with that one team for four years? Or can you? is this opt-out applicable to other alliance teams in addition to the NFL? Well, if you're going to go to another alliance team, that'd be like a trade or something that worked out between the teams. Gotcha. And then whatever contract with the NFL is whatever your agent or you negotiate with that team. I see. So it's not a complete lock-in for three years. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a rookie contract. So like, if you don't know, the NFL has like strict rules about like what rookies can make. And if you're an undrafted free agent, you know, there's rules about that. So I'm not sure where that would fall in the NFL. But with the AAF, you're free to go. Gotcha. Pursue your dreams. Um, and the window will remain open to leave the alliance um, between the championship game in April up to the first day in December. Wow. So in the NFL... Teams keep 90 players on their roster through the preseason. Then they cut it down to 53. Yes. Okay. Whenever the season officially starts in September. Yes. So then, so the players have all the way through that plus until December to work out and try to make an NFL team before their window in the AAF closes. So if I'm an Alliance player after the championship game, I have until December to try to make it onto an NFL team. Yes. But if... I don't make it on to the NFL team. I still have my contract with Alliance. Correct. Gotcha. Oh, that's so nice. It gives the players so many options. I see totally why someone would choose to play for Alliance because they recognize that they're not the NFL. They're not trying to compete with the NFL. They're trying to be a complimentary Mm -hmm. experience for fans and promote player safety and player interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm loving the way this is shaping up. Yeah. And like, they're being smart about it because they're not competing with the NFL. Right. So the NFL has no reason to like try to compete with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can view it as more of a partnership than competition. Exactly. Boom. But so it's left to be seen. Does that pause the alliance contract during the duration they're playing the NFL? So if you sign a three-year contract, you play one season, mm-hmm. get signed by an NFL team. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you still have two years left? So let's say... You sign a three-year contract with the Alliance. Mm-hmm. You play the first season. Yeah. You get then you get signed by an NFL team. Sure. So you have two years left on your Alliance contract. Uh huh. You play for the NFL for a year. Mm-hmm. You get cut. Do you still have those two years left with whatever team, or does it one like year negate left your contract? Yeah. Or does it? Is, are you just free to sign wherever? Gotcha. I would imagine that there would still be some sort of delay. I don't know if it would pause the contract. So whenever you came back to the Alliance, you still have the full two years, or if you play two years in the NFL. If your contract would expire then. That's crazy. That's kind of sloppy to think about. Like all these players that aren't playing for the Alliance, but have all these contracts left. So like, let's say three years down the road, we're watching the team. It's coming up on draft season for Alliance. Well, we're now thinking about all these other players again that haven't played for Alliance, but still have a spot. And then does that limit coaches options on who they can sign because of uh, caps or people they still actually have signed to their team? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. 
But it also, let's say you coach an alliance team, your player leaves, gets signed by the NFL, get cut quickly. Mm-hmm. So let's say you coach for the alliance, you have a player that goes to the NFL. Sure. That voids, let's say that voids their contract. Yeah. They get cut after a week and now they're free to sign with any team. Well, I guess in my mind, in that instance, which is a good example, you would have your contract for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So. So that kind of comes back to the original question. What happens with that contract? Yeah. Left to be seen. Be interesting to find out. Yeah. So, like I said, players can earn up to a quarter of a million dollars over three years. Okay. But they can have the chance to earn more. So, and it's really, it's really unique how they do it. So, like. NFL, there's like roster bonuses. Like if you go to practice, you get so much. If you like just there's certain things you can do not playing to earn money. Okay. And then there's also some and then there's also some performance based ones. So if if you get so many interceptions that for a cornerback, you get money. That type of thing. Richard Sherman, who recently signed with the 49ers, has a very incentive heavy contract. So if he doesn't perform, he doesn't get paid much. That's fine by me. Right. And by some of the videos coming out of practice, that might be the case. That he doesn't get paid that much? Yeah, he looks kind of slow. Ooh. But he's still rusty, so it's not to be seen. Back to the Alliance <sighs> before we get down a rabbit hole on Sherman. <laughs> Could you tell that that sigh was me? I was ready. I was going to go there. So, players can earn bonuses by winning games. Okay. Which kind of makes sense. Yep. Being selected by the fans of the Alliance to fantasy teams. Ooh. Yeah. So if you get drafted a lot in these AAF fantasy leagues, yeah. you can make more money that way. That's exciting. Yeah. Social media engagement with the fans oh. across social media platforms. That's really cool. Yeah. Participation in marketing the league. Okay. Sales of players' merchandise. Okay. Uh, like jerseys with something featuring the players' names, likeness, that kind of thing. But these are bonuses, right? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So they can't make less than that 250 but they gotcha. can make more. And then sale of the team's merchandise. So this is real. I, I love this because one, it gives players a way to make more money. Yep. Without having to like put their body in the line. And two, it's a easy way for the Alliance to help promote the league. Yeah. 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 I was thinking that like this makes social media more exciting mm-hmm. because as a player, if I can take a quick, I don't know, snap and put it on obviously yeah. Snapchat. And that's going to get me more money. I'm going to do that. And yeah. it's quick and easy. And like you said, or did you say, I can't remember if you said this or not, but it's not putting my body at risk. Yeah. It's it's an incentive that I have to sell my merch, get my name out there, get my team out there, mm-hmm. and I make more money. And then that also leads to the bigger name you are in the, the alliance, the more popular you are, you can also get like other endorsement deals. Right. And the more fan involvement from your social media, the more legitimacy the league has. Yes. And then that also encourages fans to interact with the league more because I don't know about you, but like if, you know, your favorite football player like retweets you, mm-hmm. likes your comments, like um, mentions you in something like there's something cool about having like a celebrity interact with you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And now if all these Alliance players are going to be interacting with the fans, the fans are going to be loving that shit. That's going to be cool. Now, I wonder if they'll be able to do it during a game because I know NFL has strict rules about you cannot use social media during a game, right? Right. I pro- probably not. Yeah. It would be distracting. Yeah. And like the players need to focus on the, the game. So I wouldn't imagine that. But the rest of the time. Yeah. And so on top of that, there's going to be health benefits for the players. Okay. Which I'm not sure if you get that in the NFL. If you do, it's not really that advertised. What I really like is that there's like post football career planning oh, and counseling. 
That is cool. That's yeah. helpful. Yeah. That's a big problem I have with the NFL and a reason why I don't mind so much that they get so much money because they have to plan for their futures because they don't get that playing for the team. Mm-hmm. They are screwed. They put their body to the max. So many, you know, surgeries and brain injuries and all these things that you have to be able to pay for once you're done playing football. And a few players can become analysts and announcers and have a career that way, but not all of them. Right. How many players did you say play in one team one year? And it's, it's like multiply that by how many teams there are. It's like, yeah, there's just not enough opportunities for you to be able to continue in football somehow, some way. Yeah. And since most players don't really get a legitimate degree in college, yeah, there's not much you can do after you get out of the league. Right. And on top of that, for every year you play in the league, yeah. you get like a one-year scholarship to college or a trade school or something post-football. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So like as you play in the, the AAF, you can also have them pay for your college. But what if you already went to college? Then you can get a legitimate degree or trade or something. And you know, if you already did, then that's not a benefit you can get. But for a lot of players, it'd be huge. I wonder if that covers like your master's. That'd be interesting. Maybe I should uh, try out for the league. <laughs> yeah. The combine is coming up. Yeah. And speaking of the combine, if you haven't registered, you need to get on that. Where's the first one? So the first one is August 4th. So in like three days. Ooh, where? Yeah, in LA. Ah. The oh. $175. And you get reimbursed that money if you get signed to a team. That's pretty cool. Yes. The next one is August 18th in Houston. Even closer. For us. And then the last two are in Atlanta, August 25th and 26th. The problem with that is the registration is already filled. Oh, wow. Yes. That's exciting, though. Yeah. Which means that players that were going to go to Atlanta are now going to be going to Houston. So if you haven't registered, register now before it fills up. Hurry, hurry. Yes. I'm excited to see what happens with the combine and yes, is there going to be anywhere I can watch anything? Or I don't know highlights or anything. That's one problem I have with the alliance is that they're like the communication is lacking. There's not enough information coming out of the league. Yeah, but I did apply for media credentials to the combine. Ooh, exciting! Yeah, I don't know if I'll get it, but here's hoping. Fingers crossed. That'd be awesome. Hopefully, we can bring some audio or something interviews. I don't know how it yeah. works, but that would be so cool. If nothing else, just kind of see what kind of talent's out there. Yeah, that'd be fun. I've never experienced anything to do with a combine, so yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. So if I do get approved for that, I'll be heading to Atlanta to watch those two days. Wait, wait, who's headed to Atlanta? Like I said, we'll be heading to Atlanta. <laughs> to watch the combine over those two days and i think that's all we got for this episode sure i don't know you write the you write the (laughs) schedule so what you got next week so next week we're gonna talk about the draft okay all the ins and outs and how that'll work all right and then we're gonna talk about the memphis staff sounds like it could get a little boring please tell me you're gonna (laughs) make this exciting some well if you're listening to this and you probably already know but our head coach is a legendary hall of famer i know this well, I don't know you specifically, but if you're listening to this episode, you listener, not Michelle, the <laughs> listeners, if you're so like into the team that you are listening to this podcast and you probably already know who our head coach is. Are you going to tell me? You're just going to leave me hanging. Tune in next week. <sighs> well, thanks so much, you guys, for checking out this episode. Like I said, check out our website, MemphisAAF.com. For more information, there's links to our social media. You'll see show notes with the concept art and images that we talked about today. It's all there. 
And if you have anything to add or want to help on the show, send us a message on the contact form. We want to hear from you. We do. Kind of. I do. As long as it's not mean. Michelle's a little standoffish, but I, <gasps> I'll talk to you. How dare you? How dare you?